Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Alright folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 147 today. We're going to be talking about our own personal trip reports and mystical experiences. Uh, we might This might be a multi-parter because Maurice doesn't have many, oh, yeah. but I have a lot. So I'm sure I can conjure up a couple more from the, from the mind bank, but there's two more most significant ones that we're going to go over tonight. Uh, so before we get started, please subscribe to our channel. Uh, check out our website, Mind Escape podcast.com and also we're going to be doing something new actually um i'm going to add some tiers to our patreon so for five dollars a month if you send us your trip report or mystical experience once or twice a month we'll do like a trip report tuesday and i'll read them off um you can send them via our patreon and uh like i said i'll read them off don't make it too you know graphic though i mean you <laughs> make it descriptive detail like make sure you know uh we know what's going on but don't get crazy with the language uh only because we're going to be reading it and, and i don't want to yeah well with... you don't have to read it what do you but i don't want to man you don't have to read it word well, for word yeah um <laughs> so uh we're going to do that and we're also do that for mystical experiences or metaphysical experiences something like that too uh so again for five dollars uh i'll add it after this episode to our patreon um, and then we'll do that sometime in the near future. Um, and then Maurice had an idea. So if you, after I read your trip report for $5, we'll have a high-end option. For $50, Maurice will turn your trip report into an actual clip with visuals. And we'll try and recreate your experience through the descriptive detail and that kind of stuff. So you can check that out. I know that's a higher-end price range, but that's that's what Maurice requires for his time these days, folks. You just you got to go with it. So Yeah. Um, but uh, and then we'll do a ten dollar one. When we're gonna have T-shirts. I know I keep saying it, but this is all Maurice's job. So you can send him, <laughs> you can send him e- emails and get on him about yeah. it. Hate mail, care of Maurice. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's what we're gonna do here. And then uh, so we'll do like a triple report Tuesday, maybe uh, you know mystical Monday or something like that. Every once in a while, um, once or twice a month, probably. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so let's just jump into it now. So yeah, these are our personal trip reports, um, starting back. Well, Maurice was actually, even though he doesn't have a ton of, uh, trip reports, he does, or he was the first one, uh, in our group of friends. Well, he's my cousin. A real pioneer, if you but, will. Yeah, he was a real, uh, mind escapee back in the day. So you were the first person to do it. So why don't you talk about your first trip report? It was later in high school, uh, either junior or senior year. No, it wasn't. And you don't, you, I have it written you, down. It was sophomore year, bro. Oh, okay. Well, I think there's still a little discrepancy of when the time frame No, I looked was, it but, up. Bittersweet Motel came out. It was your birthday. I looked. It was the spring going into junior year after summer. So. Okay. Well, we'll say middle of high school. It was the day after I had a little birthday party, and it was me, five other pretty close of my, you know, pretty close friends at the time. And we got three-eighths of mush, 
We all split them in half, so we ate, you know, a half eighth Psilocybin. Each. Yep, yep. And we were at my buddy's place who, uh, his mom worked a lot, so we were there. His mom was out for the whole day. And it was a nice pad. It was a comfortable pad. We had a couple of different rooms set up before things started getting weird. We had one room where uh, we just had TV going. We had Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas on repeat on that in that room. And then the other room, we had uh, a black light, and we had a record player actually going in there. And then we just had, like, the black light on, and then Grateful Dead tunes, you know, the classic stuff. Fish, Grateful Dead. Um, so, yeah, we split up our three-eighths into the halves, and then six of us all took the exact same amount. And it was, uh, when you're a kid, man, it's almost like, it's almost better to, I don't want to, you know, we're not. Well, so I'm what not was the dosage? How much did you take? I think point one or 1.75. Okay, so like a half an eighth. Yeah. And, you know, I people have called it on, to me before, called me Dr. Anxiety. And I, had, I still had the anxiety when I was a kid. So after I took it, I was like, oh, no, what did you do? And usually that's a bad... You don't want to go into the trip with, with the mindset like that. You know what I'm saying, Michael? I still do. I've still done that in older years. So <laughs> it's just something that happens when you do it. You're like, oh... Am I ready for this? But yeah. even if you are mentally prepared, it's still one of those things like, oh, it's that it's that waiting for the come up, you know, because you right, don't necessarily. Right, right. I mean, I guess it depends if you're very familiar with the compound that you're using, like psilocybin. I don't necessarily get that way, even though I might get a little, you know, butterflies in my stomach here and there. It's not, you know, that nerve wracking because I kind of know how it's going to come on. Well, I had like a fear when I was in high school. I had this, I got sick one time. I don't know. I think it was called uh, gastral. It was something where I couldn't stop throwing up. It was like the flu, but then I couldn't stop uh, vomiting. I had to go to the doctor and then having that experience or something. Yeah. I had to get like a shot to like stop the vomiting. So then whenever I would go on backpacking trips, I'd always have the worry in my mind. Like, Oh, what if you start throwing up and can't stop and you're in the woods, blah, blah, blah. So that actually was what was in my mind. Cause I know you people feel nauseous. And when I was in high school, me and you actually both kind of had a weaker stomach. Oh, mine was very bad when I was young. But we're not going down that road. But So I took it, and I was kind of <laughs> worried about, am I going to vomit at my friend's house? Is it going to keep going on and on and on? But, you know, after the first 45 minutes, that it really wasn't that bad. So, um, you know, the on co- it, it came on. I'm sitting there. I'm watching this movie. And... I, that's why we, I think we've talked about it before, but in Fear and Loathing, man, the way that the floor moves, again, I wasn't on the LSD. The floors but... and then the, the person at the hotel's uh, scarf. Right, right, right. Those two things stuck out to me as like, that's what it's really like. But the way that the floor like flows is a yeah. very good uh, representation of what happens. And that's what I remember first is I was looking at the floor and it kind of jumps up a little bit, like a, like an inch or a half inch. It like raises and then it starts starts to river river flow across the fucking <laughs> across the ground and that was pretty cool i was grooving on that a little bit watching it and um then i just it was it was weird we, there we are my friend group split up into two different groups there was three dudes in the one room and then there was three dudes in the other room that's where i was mm-hmm. you know in the one room with the tv and then i don't know i just had a bad vibe with the kids i was with and i was i, I got up i went into the you other room with groups and then you got I, the good vibe right yeah 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 then i went into the other room and it was like i i remember my one friend he's already a really chill guy and he was sitting in one of those like uh 
they're like wicker and they're round. They're chairs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He was sitting in one of those wicker round chairs and just he had a gray shirt on. And you know how there's like darker veins of gray in the gray? Right. And those were just, I remember just pulsating and it looked like he was just connected to to everything and he was it was the energy was flowing through his arms and everything it was a it was a good comforting sight and you know what's funny is he's probably one of he's a real close friend of mine still to this day so that's a good memory i have of him um and then the music you know we had i remember vividly that we were listening to terrapin station and to this day the the album version of terrapin station might be my favorite grateful dead piece lady with the fan um yeah, the whole the whole thing the whole gambit the long like i don't know it's like 20 minutes long yeah i was watching actually i was reading one of trip jerry's trip reports except it was when he was in a coma after having a heart attack uh, and he yeah. talked about these like insectoid 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 i don't even know how to say that yeah yeah insectoid insects yeah these insects and uh he was talking about like how these were like metaphysical entities that he experienced also doing DMT and stuff. So I'll try and find the link to that interview and post it down below. Um, but so your, your first time, so you were a little nervous and then when it got going, like, like while it was going on, did you, did you feel like this is something completely different or did, were you just kind of, um, you know, like this is cool kind of a thing. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Like, did you know that this was some like profound thing that was happening, like altering your consciousness like that? Or were you just thinking? Well, I don't think we were taking it to that level. I don't, we were kind of just letting whatever happened happen. I had no prior knowledge. We've, we've talked, we said we've been on Irwids when we were a kid and read about it and stuff. So I had right. somewhat of an understanding of what physical things would go on but you can't really explain to someone that's why we say the the, the uh, fear and loathing reference like if you're going to tell someone that's ever never taken a psychedelic before you can't explain to them what that flow thing is mm-hmm. but i was I, I i was amazed but and then the, like the way that the vibrations of the music sync up with you the, the more i think back on it like a lot of that stuff makes sense now where you know you're changing the chemicals in your mind and then you're you're like able to like tune in music is is insane on that it's the best probably you'll ever hear music is on psilocybin i think the i, I don't know why it's, i don't know if it's tribal where you connect with the vibrations or what the deal is but to me the music that's it, it's a whole new level of of listening it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, for sure. So when you did the 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 group thing's interesting to me. The because that's something I've experienced, but it, I experienced it more in our youth and like adolescence than I have now that I'm older. This, well, yeah. I guess I, I guess I don't do it in large groups like I did when I was. Well, yeah, in high I was school. gonna say you have more friends in high school. When you're in high school, maybe you just are open to more people. But it seems like. As you get older, your your friend group kind of slims down and down. I don't know what that is. Yeah, but that that's the inch. There is that that feeling though. Of, like I know exactly what you're talking about. Where you're like, um, 
some people groove with you and some don't. Yeah, but there, it's almost like an energy thing. Like when you do the psilocybin or whatever the psychedelics is, it's it strips like this facade down. So obviously it takes your ego out of it. So you can see the people that are still very egocentric or maybe like an ex, like just their their same self and it's not having the same effect on them. Do you get what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the ego isn't being stripped. I guess it's not even necessarily. It could be. It's partly ego, partly just um, who I mean, somebody just react, is. Everybody's yeah. different. That's all. But I'm, what I'm saying is it, it's like it's partly your reaction to that person in that moment and partly what they're doing too. So it's, it's, it's a combination mm-hmm. of who they just generally are and then how you're perceiving them being in that altered state. Yeah, but I think that you're you're perceiving them as uh is your perception of them is starting to hone in like it's it's elevating because of that. So you're just seeing what yeah. you already know but times 10. So then it's like kind of like a repelling thing or a attracting thing depending on the person you're dealing with. I I always thought about like this after it's like when I did it with people and they were, that happened um, it was usually almost like a gut feeling too. Like I know that person's not a hundred percent somebody I can rely on as a friend. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. people you don't necessarily trust cause they've either screwed you over or they, they joke around a little bit too much or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know if you wanted me to go, go on and on about this thing, but well, I mean, what else you know, do you remember? Oh, I remember more. We were listening to the tunes, and then we were all really mesmerized by the black light, and like all the the lint on the ground <laughs> was glowing. So it was literally like we had our own solar system with this black light, and we're sitting and we're watching. The lint was our stars. It was magical. Again, when you're a kid, man, the, those age that that age is a real tender age because that's when you start actually drifting away from your imagination. Unless you were, you're fully in the arts, you know, you're a painter so that, or that a musician or something right like that. that was right after your 15th birthday. I think it was my 16th, but I don't know. Me and, I, me and dude, Michael go back and dude, forth. Dude, I'm going to lose it because I already figured out this timeline. <laughs> so I didn't. Okay, whatever. Because I, I, I'm a year older than you almost. So that's how mm-hmm. I know. Because the first time, right, I know when we'll, the first we'll, time we'll I did it. You. And I looked up when Bittersweet came out because it was right around your birthday, right? Mm-hmm. And you got Bittersweet Motel, which is the fish documentary. When right, it came right. out for your birthday. So yeah, that's, Todd Phillips. That was then. That was right then. Okay, but yeah. So again, we'll wrap up my thing because we'll go on and on and on. But yeah, you know, the music was good. The st- oh, anyways, let me get back to that little black light thing. So then we were what we were all watching, and something, someone grabbed the light, and like it popped out, and our whole worlds came shattering down. That's that's another interesting uh, aspect of when you're when you're under like that. Like everything seems so incredible or so terrible mm. depending on the circumstance because my next story which will be the next episode there was a little book in play that scared the bullets out of me <laughs> so it, i don't know if you remember that too but we'll give a little taste for the next episode but yeah man it was uh i don't advise kids that age to do it you no, need, i think you need your so. full your wits to, i no. think you need your full brain developed i wouldn't suggest anyone under the age of 25 even dabbling yeah in, uh, until your brain's fully developed you know obviously when you're 18 you're an adult you can do whatever you want but in terms of right. when we know like when the brain's fully developed and uh when we know people are either at the point that's also the the 25 is ranges when you know whether you're probably going to have uh, an anxiety or depression disorder at that point or not. So um, yeah, usually yeah. it manifests itself in the early to mid twenties, at least for men. I don't know if it's the same for women or not, but 
Um, so yeah, we don't obviously advise anybody. This is just our personal experiences and stories. And, uh, again, we're just sharing it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that was, was the, it was, that was, it was good. Let me, let me wrap it up though by saying this, I was a great experience in the sense that it was very mystical and I didn't really have any profound effects while I was doing it. I just think I was kind of stupid and wasn't really like you were saying, accepting it or analyzing whatever was going on. But then the next day I had to write a paper for school and this thing flowed out of my fingers and I got like an A on it. And I'm not, well, again, I've actually been questioning this whole, this whole bullshit story that I have uh, a learning disability or I can't read or I can't write. And I'm, I almost feel like I just keep telling myself this thing. So then it hinders me. So I got to be honest with you. You've sent me things, and obviously, I've sent them right back. They're poor, misspelled yeah, yeah, yeah. clips, with <laughs> complete words. Mis- so it's it's all good. I actually have. I know a few people like that. So I don't. I don't, I don't know that that's. Yeah, but I'm also a writer, so I'm yeah. I might be able not be able to spell well, but is I don't know. I think the school systems like to put labels like they're going to find one of your papers you know? in the future, and they're going to try and transcribe this thing they're gonna be like this is the mushroom paper dude. what what language is this (laughs) yeah yeah it's pictures and letters in the same sentence Um, but oh and and the piggyback off that though so i wrote a really good paper very insightful and it wasn't just like a bullshit it was like actually something with substance i can't remember what it is what was it like an english paper or i think it was more on like uh it was like a social studies thing but you had to actually you know kind of think outside the box and that's why i excelled at it but then the other thing was there were a couple of my friends where i I felt this camaraderie with the next day and we went over and hung out and I don't know. It's just like a brotherhood or cause well, I'm assuming you can, this could happen with a, with girls too, if you were doing it with them, but there's just like a connection, a deeper uh, bond. And now I see that we, cause we were kind of, you know, vibrating at the same level together. And then you, you're, you just, your body remembers it. Your mind remembers it. It's just like mm-hmm. coming home again almost. Yeah. So that's interesting. So that was, so that was your first, how, what was the second time? How, how many years or was, cause you didn't do it for a while after you did no, it. No, I was, time. I was a little scared. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really <laughs> play that, but yeah, there were yeah. some, there were some questionable moments when I looked at myself in the mirror. They always say, don't look at yourself in the mirror. I looked at myself in the mirror. I saw an anime character cause my <laughs> eyes were so, so big. And then I was thinking about, well, I had to call my mom cause you know, you're a kid and stuff. You got to check in. And I was like, she's going to know through the phone. She's going to know. You know, because you're you're paranoid a little bit. You just you think people are gonna do things and know things that there's no possible way of that going down. Yeah, but, there is yeah. a certain level of paranoia where you think that people know exactly what you're thinking, even though yeah. you're just looking at them. Uh-huh. Which brings up the whole telepathy thing and the studies they've done with psychedelics and that. Like, is that an accident? That that's a natural archetype when you're in that state, where you think other people know what you're thinking because you're on that. So if you get two people on that, do you do each of you know what each other are thinking? Now that's an experiment I know. Yeah, that's interesting. The Dreaming Jaguars were working on with uh, uh, that whole study that they were doing over there. I think it was Imperial College. Um, but uh, yeah, because with the the last time I took it, I only took point five. But when I went to the gas station, I actually accidentally uh, like pulled out in front of this guy, and he gave me, he like, he got out of his car and like, I just felt, I felt maybe it was just in my mind, but I definitely felt some negative energy coming off of him. <laughs> just reading body language. That body language is still a thing, by the way. It doesn't all have right, to be right, vibrations. Right. 
Yeah, but I think like I think when you're on that, you're just more in tune to the vibration. So it's like I I almost couple that with the THC or when you're kind of high on on bud, yeah. everything's just like heightened. You know what I'm saying? So that was your first time, end of sophomore year, spring of end of sophomore year. Um, right. And, we'll just okay. So that, that that's important though for this timeline because. I actually got in trouble because my grades started to slip a little bit from smoking too much weed back in the day. And yeah, but was it from smoking it or was it just because you didn't I think I was just too off? social. I think I was just being too social. I wasn't focused on anything, you know, studies related, which is stupid. Now I look back, I'm I'm so interested in so many things now. Yeah, that, it's free information. Well, yeah, and I think it's a learning style too. Like where your thing, you might have trouble with reading and writing, dude. I cannot sit there and listen to somebody talk for an hour and and just mm-hmm. I, just give me the book, you know, like let me read the book. I don't need to hear you talk. So, um, that's just how I feel about that. But right, uh, right. so so this is important. So yeah, so my grade started. I mean, I was I was still good. It was still like three but it wasn't three point five, three point eight, whatever. Like it was before. So, um, I had to go stay with my dad for the summer going into junior year. So when I came back junior year, um, you know, I wasn't smoking at all. So when the first psilocybin uh, experience I had was not, I didn't have any cannabis or, or bud in, involved at all. And um, that was the last time he's had that, folks. <laughs> no, actually, I, I did it quite a few times junior year without without that and i wasn't getting like drug tests or anything but that was threatened a couple times so it was like i'm just not even i was right there bro i was not even gonna take the chance (laughs) we'll talk about your story (laughs) kevin maurice has got a real story involving that that maybe i'm going to the train track (laughs) (laughs) um but uh it involves tommy chung somehow but we'll get into that later yeah 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 um so good yeah so junior year so this was i think it was christmas time and we went to our cousin's girlfriend's house and i had 2.5 and they were like a little bit older and mashed around and they were somebody's brother hooked up one of my friends or something Mm -hmm. um and uh so i took uh I took it, I, I drank a glass of orange juice and took them and we were sitting watching some stupid movie from like the 90s where there's this like disembodied eye and Blue Oyster Cult's playing and it's like a bunch of stoner people. I forget the name of the movie, but it's really stupid. It's like an old stoner comedy. Um, and I didn't feel anything and I thought, started to think that they were fake. Oh yeah, I remember that film. Um, I started to we think, I started to think that they were fake um, and we left there I don't know what time it was, but it was probably like an hour and a half after I took them and I still didn't feel anything. And our buddy Matt uh, drove us home to your house because I was staying at your house for the night. And I remember like while we were driving, I started to think things were a little weird. I remember looking back to like the car behind us driving and Mm -hmm. it kept getting smaller, almost like a micro machine, maybe not that small, but just, well, that it, it was, was your favorite toy as a kid. It was close, was. but it just kept getting smaller. So uh, I thought that that was kind of weird, but I f- didn't feel like it wasn't like overwhelming, like, oh, you're in it, you know. Um, so we got back to your house, and your mom was home upstairs sleeping, and we went downstairs. Um, I'm trying to think. So the bummer part of this was you were actually starting to get tired and I just started, it started to come on. So this was like two hours later, it really started to come on 
And and Maurice is like, yeah, I'm going to probably pass out. I'm like, I'm just going to be sitting here alone. What, what the hell? But, uh, it kind of worked out for the best. Um, so I remember he passes out and then the first real visual I got was like off of his blanket, like a pattern started to emerge and it was almost like the big, a big face of like a grouper. I just remember, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know why, but it was like the face of a grouper kind of, you know started to melt out of his blanket at me. You mean a fish face? Tell these people yeah. a general term. Well, no grouper. Knows grouper a fish, means. People know what a grouper is. All right. Well, a fish's face. A large fish's Jesus. face. If you don't know what a grouper yeah. is, you can look it up. It's got a large mouth, <laughs> one of the largest. Um, so that started to happen, uh, which was really weird. Um, and another visual that I remember pretty specifically because it felt weird was I was... I didn't really smoke cigarettes, but I did back then here and there, depending on what was going on. Uh, we had, what were those, uh, L and M's. No, no, those camels that would come in those tins, like Turkish delights or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like coffee flavored or something. Uh Um, and I remember smoking and I'm looking at the cherry and there's like a little face, like a little flame face in, in the, the, the cherry, you know, like, that skateboard company where it's like a flame. Yeah, I forget yeah. the name. It looked like that, but on the top of the cigarette, it was really weird. And I felt some sort of like weird connection to it. And I just kept staring at it. And ever since then, whenever I've taken psilocybin and stared into a campfire, or looked into fire, I've always had like weird, weird visuals. You see the same guy or <clears throat> it's not the same exact guy. Like it's different visuals. It's not the same thing every time, but that specific time, that's what it looked like. Um, so yeah, the weird, part about the, my first time was like I said I didn't feel it I almost had to it's almost like smoking pot for the first time you have to almost be aware of it you know what I'm saying like to a certain degree yeah it's happening to you but then to another the first time you kind of have to be aware of what it is that's actually happening if that makes sense yeah for sure because maybe you know like I said these were old maybe they weren't nearly as potent as they once were it sounded like you I don't know what were the ones that you took the first time were they fresher or were they no they were very the crumbly and yeah. but there were there was actually speculate or speculation that there might these things might have been dripped in uh what's it called I don't know mescaline I don't know why somebody would do that so cuz whatever I whatever I did that day I've never the, the other stuff there's nothing compared Just to that. Just because it was the first time. Probably, probably. I've never seen a grouper since. You know, like, <laughs> then how do you know what it is? Well, I knew what a grouper was. I've always known. I've been fishing and I've seen lots of documentaries and stuff. I know what groupers are. Right, um, right. But yeah, so that's that's what I saw the first time. That was my. But I remember specifically feel like going into it. I always felt like there was more to life, even at that age. I didn't wasn't as in tune with things as I am now or conscious of things, but I always felt like there was more and I always wanted to experience something. Cause like, you know, you go to growing up, I went to church and stuff like that. I went to a Catholic school till I was in middle school and you know, mm-hmm. you're taught all these things, but you want to experience it. Like what's, you can't just believe something and have no actual subjective or anecdotal experience. And just, you know, I guess that's what faith is, but um, so that's kind of my feelings going in. And then after I have the experience, I'm like, oh, okay, this, this is pretty interesting. Um, and then I kind of started to, um, I really liked it. I really liked the feeling. And since I have OCD, I feel like that's always been kind of underlying in me. Um, so maybe that this was always like 
you know, like you said, like going home, the feeling of like going home. So maybe that feeling is what always, I've always gravitated towards it, even when I was younger, because um, maybe I needed some sort of play off of my serotonin. Even from the early days, I just never realized it. So, well, maybe we all need it because a lot of these guys, the, those experts that are going on Joe Rogan, they're talking about how mushrooms are uh, closer to our DNA than plants are and mushrooms were almost like responsible for our species species to evolve clearing meadows and stuff i don't know I don't, i'm not an expert on it yeah but maybe there is some, i read some things like two-thirds of all the soil or something has you know yeah microbe yeah fungus and uh uh you know different types of mushrooms and stuff when you were doing that stuff, were you puffing on cannabis at all? Okay, that so first time? that first time, no. Remember, I said I wasn't doing it. I, okay, I didn't do it at all. So, the, usually, what I would do is take them. Um, like more recent, more recent times, I would take psilocybin, and then as I came down or something, I would start to smoke. That's usually right, what right. I do. Because um, it is interesting that when you do, because I I puffed a couple of bowls, but I I do know from I took point five or whatever a little while ago and if i puffed cannabis it would definitely interact with it and any visuals would be a little more intense and that was almost the kind of the way that i was it'll uh, bring you back governing. into it coming down so if you're coming right. down and you take a couple of hits it'll bring you right back into it for a second or if you if you yeah. are if you're too out there and you want to come back a little bit that's also a nice tool to have because it'll it'll bring you back a little bit as well. It does. It's weird. It'll push you further out and pull you back in depending on where you're at. So are you more of a proponent of the macro uh, variety? I like it. I mean, I've done, I've tried micro dosing. It's, it's not for me, but I, I know a lot of people that it does work for. So it just depends on who you are and how it reacts with your body and what you're looking to do. I think that the science is still out too on micro dosing on what actual long-term effects, positive or negative it might have. So, um, so yeah, so that was the first time going into junior year. Um, I'm trying to think the, and then we did the, um, we went on tour with fish. That was, this is when all hell broke loose. <laughs> that was senior year. I think I was already 18 at the point and you were, yeah, yeah, you were for sure. 16. Well, actually let's jump back a little bit. Did you go to that other one show? Um, yeah, Remember I did. At the I Palace of Auburn tickets. Hills. So it's the other like, one show was everybody in the Grateful Dead except for Jerry Garcia. He had died already, and plus Robert, Robert Hunter. Robert Hunter the yeah, he did like a whole show himself. Um, so we went to go see that concert at the Palace of Auburn Hills, and Dev. I went with Devin. Were you with us, or did you go with somebody else? I think we all went together, but we all had different seats. Okay, so <laughs> Devin and I. Uh, and if anybody's never been to like a fish show or Grateful Dead show, there's, it's called Shakedown Street. And, um, you know, they, they got a little bit of everything, let's say. So we found a cap and it was just one cap. It was literally like that big. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, it was probably like that big. No, it was well, all right. We get it. It was like it's that toad's big. head. Um, and, uh, <sighs> I'm just trying to think it was, so it was one piece. We split it and then we went into the, 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 uh, the show. And I remember like everybody in the audience turning into like 
everybody's heads because we were in like the <laughs> the outer bowl so we were like looking down into like the main floor area and i remember everybody's heads turning into like um i don't even know like goo pretty much like all one thing everybody turned into like one entity or like one thing it was really weird yeah um, that kind of stuff can all blur together I, I i know what you're talking about yeah so that just everything kind of faded together um but again, is that is that a metaphor? It's trying to show you that we're all one. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look back at these experiences, dig deeper. Maybe this 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 substance was trying to tell you something. We're just well, I'm talking about for me. I don't know what you took away from this, but I'm just at that age too naive to see. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. Um, I yeah, I would kind of take that away from it at this point. Um, the sh- the the shitty thing about that experience was. Um, watch your mouth when we got out of the concert, you know, this was hours and later it was like three hour concert or something. About that, yeah. Uh, we had to leave, uh, the car, Devin's car wouldn't start. So we had to get it jumped and it waited like by the time, you know, we're already coming down, we're already down. And, uh, yeah, again, maybe that was a good thing cause he was probably, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I Think mean, about that shit, man. It's wild. He said he was fine, but yeah, I don't. You, I guess you never know. I mean, this is again dumb high school days. Um, but yeah, so I actually got home, and my mom was like up, and she started asking me these questions. And then, like out of nowhere, I was like confronted, and I thought I was fine at that point. But then I'm like looking at the wall behind her. And this thing's like wavy. His yeah. ass wavy gravy, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. And I was just trying to get like, you know, you're just talking, but you're trying to like get out of it. It was pretty much right. that experience. So was she hip to it or what was going on? Um, she probably just thought you were maybe had a drink or some, some, yeah. Some I smoke. mean, she, obviously she knew that, yeah, something like that, but well, uh, pa- parents never put the, like, uh, we were talking to Colleen on the comedy page and the first time she ever took them, she got caught in like her parents like while she was tripping her parents like found out all about it so now she's afraid of them for like the rest of her life she's petrified yeah but like your parents aren't gonna jump ever to magic mush oh maybe they would but mine wouldn't (laughs) yeah i don't know It's kind of a weird substance it's not like this abusive like party drug i mean at that point they knew that i you know smoked and like drank really occasionally i mean i never really drank that much you know me so um I mean, here and there, you know, if there's a keg and like a homecoming thing or something like that, whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. in terms of that, exp- oh, oh, your home, yeah, your your uh, graduation <laughs> party was quite the quite the show. And then, in in terms of uh, the whole experience, though, yeah, that was a good show. The music was awesome. I had an amazing time. The vibes, the energy, everybody there. Um, you know, those were the days for sure. Um. Yeah, you have no worries as a kid. Yeah, I mean, that, that was part of it. And then the other thing was, um, I know when we talk about uh, this stuff, we always talk about like where our minds were, you know, back then and not where we are now and not, our, not have this uh, reverence for these psychoactive compounds that we do now. But I do think that I was interested in 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 these mysteries and like mysterious and mystical things even back then so i don't think that while i might not have had as much knowledge or the same level of interest i do think that that was always kind of on the back burner back then oh you definitely we both were because we were taking those reading classes we were reading all kinds of 
if they weren't books based on psychedelics, they were stuff. Yeah, what was that? Artha, or, you know, Taoism, this kind of stuff. Yeah, that one English class we had um, where... It was a cool class because you, you could read anything you wanted. You just had yeah. to like, report it was on like what advanced, you were reading. It was like AP literature or something. The guy let us read whatever we wanted. Yeah, AP my ass. Pretty much the guy just goes, here, read books, which is... <laughs> that, no, we had to you do know that what? Thing. I learned more than anything from that class. What was that so maybe picture? That, that thing was sick, though. Right, right. That drew some attention from the ladies in that class that... Uh, the electric Kool-Aid acid test bust, you know, the bust from electric Kool-Aid acid test uh-huh. being fueled, Further. being fueled right. by a, like a gas pump that said LSD on it. It was an amazing yeah. work it of art. Very, uh, it was Michelangelo, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> but, uh, no, we've already, we've always been a little interested, but we went to the source that was available at the time, Irwood.com. It there wasn't much of an internet. AOL was around. And there, the internet was there, but there was no deep, deep information. There was no YouTube or anything like that. The Irwood thing was just starting to bubble up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but you know what, folks? There is a place that we can go to that's that's going to bubble up soon here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Mike, that new uh, app you got flowing? Oh, little app break, huh? Uh, yeah, go to indrasweb.org and sign up. You will get an alert once the app goes live. Uh, the app's kind of dedicated to the topics we talk about on the show, uh, consciousness, ancient civilizations, megalithic structures, uh, ancient knowledge, psychedelics, pretty much all these esoteric and uh, um, interesting topics. But uh, yeah, so go check that out and you will get an alert once it goes live. And um, so do you have any more? Did you do ever do it again in high school? Any psychedelics? Or no, anything? no, but I, I, I do want to do it. I want to tell the other story, but I want to save that one. I want to okay. matriculate on that because I, we got some good information out think, there today. I don't um, think that's what that means, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I throw words around very uh, carelessly, folks. Get back to that learning disability, folks. But no, uh, my question is when you did it, those you did it one time. And then you didn't do it for what two years? Me? Yeah. Once I did it junior year, I did it. I I never stopped since right. since now. So like, what you, but you what do you do like once a year or something? Yeah. Now I don't. I mean, there's been I've skipped years. Not like I don't do it that often now. I mean, a few times right. a year maybe. Sometimes once. It depends. I'm not like out there jonesing for it. You know, if it if somebody you know. Um, you know, and that's what I was thinking about the other day. Cause I have a little bit, I was like, Oh, maybe I could go to a party and take it. And then I said, no, because if I'm going to do it, I need to have an actual purpose for doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, there's a thin line between abusing drugs or using them for your benefit. And, uh, I think that that starts before you take them, mm. you know, with your intentions and thoughts and what you're trying to accomplish from that. But yeah, I've always had a, a love hate relationship. Like I'm always curious about the unknown. And, um, like you were saying, we've both been curious about the unknown and it, it kind of starts, uh, it's this, it's a, it's kind of an archetype in a way, the mushroom. When you're a kid, you watch, you know, Alice in Wonderland and these, these psychedelic things and you just equate them to the magic mushroom. And I, the first time, you know, what's funny is the first time I took them, it actually wasn't that time with those kids, but I didn't really, I didn't really trip or anything. I, I ate like, you know, probably like a gram 
and I just remember seeing closed eyes visuals. So wait, the first I, time wasn't when you were that time when you were a sophomore, you ate them before that too. Yeah. It was like a couple of weeks before that I camped out in one of my buddy's backyards and we, we didn't have that much of it. And I, I almost look at the, at the experience as more of a placebo effect, but again, now dabbling with the smaller dosage, I think that there, you, you definitely will see things if you close your eyes. Like it was right before bed and then we laid down and I mean, I, I saw some, some closed eyes stuff, but it wasn't anything near what, what happened following month. Interesting. Um, right, right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, I'm sure you got a list of of, of stuff that that goes. Yeah. On so and then on. the next, I mean, I guess. Well, we can talk about Demambro's graduation party where band played a gig, and Ryan and I ran out and met. I think it was Dave had some psilocybin, uh-huh. and we grabbed them and I actually was going to save them, but then I ate a little bit before our gig. And uh, I remember kicking out my, oh, yeah. my, uh, my cable, my quarter inch cable out of my Wawa pedal. Cause it, it turned into a snake. It like, I don't even know why I it's to this day. It's one of the weirder things that have happened. Cause I don't really see things like that, that aren't there. I mean, I guess the cable could easily turn into that, but, uh, yeah, it was like one of those fabric, style cables it wasn't like a mm-hmm. normal you know black quarter inch cable but it actually had like a woven pattern on it and it turned into a snake and i kicked it out of my thing and that was the whole show no and then i shredded to, char- to character <laughs> yeah, but zero wasn't even on shredded to character zero came back where was his, i don't even remember was that some was like um uh it was at a one of those like banquet halls on like jefferson Oh, I think I do know where it was. Um, so yeah, that but was... I don't remember it at all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ryan, that was Ryan and I. I mean, I couple times. I remember there was a weird time, couple weird times, a weird time at Patricus's house where I, we took a bunch of psilocybin, and there was like yeah. a bunch of people there. It was like, you know, Pi, Steve, Dave. I think John attacked me. For some reason. Yeah, that was actually right before the fish tour. So you must have been going nuts that year. Um, and that I remember going in his base mom's basement and there's like a picture of Jesus, and I was just staring at this picture, and his like beard was growing as I was staring at this picture. It was just really weird. It was a really, really weird experience. Weird night in general. Um mm-hmm. lots yeah, of the kid, animosity. Kid got his fish tickets taken and ripped up. That, what, we should do a whole episode on like our fish show stuff because I think that there's a lot of interesting, cool stories like coming of age stories involved with uh, that. But that's that's a crazy story. The fact that yeah, we figured that out somehow. Um, I'm trying to think of so we can talk about. So I guess the, another profound one would have been when we did go to those um, senior years. So this would have been like spring. I think spring. 2003. Yeah, 2003. Uh, when Fish came back from hiatus and uh, we saw them in Chicago and then two nights in Cincinnati and we took a Greyhound from... Our buddy's dad drove us to Chicago and my dad had lived there at the time, so we stayed at my dad's and then the next day we took a Greyhound to Cincinnati after the Fish show there uh, to stay. And... Uh, it was cool of our parents to let us do that. It was kind of like, uh, you know, we were reading like on the road and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of like an adventure to get away from, you know, things and, and get out on the road. And 
you know, live our dreams, live our dreams, have an adventure. Um, and we did, we absolutely did. I remember we first got into the hotel room and we started ripping that joint of that really, really, uh, it was back then it was like hard to find really sick kind buds or cannabis, you know? Yeah. It was highly illegal. Yeah. But, but I'm saying, but back then, uh, like it was around, but you had to, you had to search extra for the good stuff, you know? Right. Um, and I remember we got some and, uh, we ripped a joint. I instantly threw up in the bathroom. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it was, my gag reflex or whatever, but before we left to go to the show, I threw up. So, um, we went to, that was the first night we were like fourth row, could have slapped hands with the band. It was amazing. Um, and then the second night is when we, on the, on the, I didn't mention this on the Greyhound to the Cincinnati shows, there was a guy sitting behind us who was like an old deadhead, And this guy had been around. I mean, he was talking about being addicted to like all these up. different drugs and, beat up showing us these like scars on his body from where they're cutting out veins and crazy i don't even want to go into it i was disgusting i don't even want to describe it but this guy was telling us all the stories and then um he we ended up seeing him the second night when we were there and uh you know i remember asking him you know is there any psilocybin he's like yeah you know let me stay here and he came back and he actually hooked it up he offered to he offered dmt but we were young. I mean, I was 18. I didn't even know what that really was. I had seen it on Irwood's, but again, I didn't really know what it was. So I passed on that and just did the psilocybin and we would go to the show and there's literally a guy in front of Maurice and I standing on the, the two chairs, like the lower one and the upper one and doing like flapping his, his arms, like they were wings and doing this like bird dance the entire time. And I was just laughing my ass off. Hey man, he's having a good time. I wish I could feel like we ended up seeing one of the, best bathtub gins uh which is a fish song of uh i think of that era yeah that was uh that was quite a memorable night so the good shows we got away from where we grew up and hit the road and had an experience i remember coming back feeling a little different too i felt more grown up i felt more um i don't know seasoned or something well yeah that was one of the the, big adventure probably the biggest adventure of my life going out on my own like that yeah but i'm glad i'm glad our parents trusted us because we did have some good street smarts which we still you know maintain right and uh yeah i don't know i i know different people in my family might have had trouble doing that kind of thing but we had the the, the exact i don't know we just we just went with the flow there was no real issues again we were face to face with with uh the grim reaper as far as our parents are concerned going on a bus with this guy but we had we weren't we weren't stupid we were very yeah very you know smart for our age and you know we had a head on our shoulders well i mean look we were that age and we were looking at this guy where it's like a couple wrong turns and that could end up being you in the future you know so you you know when you're looking you know it was almost like a lesson like it was a positive this, thing this yeah, guy was like was. a walking talking lesson so i think that that yeah. was a positive because oh, yeah. there is as much as i love fish and love the dead there is like a, a dark nature to some of the scene you know it's just inevitable in anything where um you know there's people that do crazy things or you know make a couple well, people get bad people decisions here and there they, you know they go to the excess with that shit it's like you're getting, yeah. you go to a show and you're on a a substance, psilocybin, LSD, uh, MDMA, or anything, and you 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 you're into it, and they climax, and you have this profound experience. 
some of these people don't ever want it to stop. So they're playing tomorrow. Let's go again. Let's go again. Right. We, uh, our cousin, our cousin Rob knows knows dudes from uh, from Gross Point who had a little bit of money. Maybe they have a trust fund or something. They don't have to work. They went on fish tour and never came back. <laughs> just disappeared. Just just gone. You know. That's yeah. The time when they do stuff like that, it's it's an interesting thing. But again, you know, I'll reinforce the facts that we. Uh, it's tough for me to put myself in my mom's shoes and allow my son to do that. But I don't know. I, I'm super anxious already. <laughs> Would you let your kid go? Um, I I think it, there's a lot of factors that I don't know. I'd have to know. Obviously, I don't have kids yet, but when I do, I don't think, um, I don't know. It's going to depend on the person. Probably not. I mean, I guess it just depends on what the situation is specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can make a blanket term like, or blanket statement like, yes, I'm for sure going to be like this or be for sure going to be like that or whatever. I don't even, you know. I'm not saying that I would for sure do anything. I would say I have a massively hard time not only letting them go, but oh, then for sure. sitting there. Well, it's, well you know what you've done too, so you're thinking about everything that you've done, and that's right. an option of what could myself. happen, you know. Right. So, uh, but at the same time, like this, these are the golden era. When we left the hotel, there is no way to get a hold of us. Right. Well, this so was essentially this was when before, we left like, our house. There was no okay, way to so get Okay, so I don't even think we mentioned. So this is um, early 2000s, like 2002, 2003, 2004. That little, everything we've just discussed is between those three years. Right. Um, so back then, I mean, I think I might have had a cell phone, but they were really f- new at the time for people to have. Because yeah, I remember having like a pager things. when I was younger too. Yeah, but the, even if you had a cell phone, it wasn't like unlimited hours and unlimited data. Yeah, you, uh, you can make calls, but, you know. 100%. Um, so, yeah, that was cool of our parents to, you know, get a little bit, uh, become mature and get out on the road and do that whole thing. And, um, I mean, look, you know, again, another big experience I think I had was the first time I actually smoked salvia in high school, too. I believe that was junior year. And yeah, this is a great PSA for high school, folks. <laughs> no, it's 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 don't. Again, we already disclaimed that. So yeah, yeah. Um, don't do what we do. We're giving you the lesson before. Uh, I and that experience was weird because that's like repeat. For some reason, I don't know if other people have had this experience, but anytime I've ever smoked salvia extract, it, you go into like repeat. It's like this repeating fractal thing that you just keep falling down this fractal repeat hole kind of a thing. That's uh, mm-hmm. very hard to explain, but, um, and I think it's different if you masticate it and chew the leaves than if you smoke the extract as I well, who knows what that shit was that we were getting. It's incense. No, it's, it's salvia. I mean, it's, you know what it is. Right, but they were packaging it as incense. I That's think they still do to this day. I don't know where it's legal, where it's not, but I know that yeah. people still talk about it. Because so. I've done that too uh, one time at a music festival, Bonnaroo, and it looked like I, uh, after I did it, I was laughing, but I felt like everybody was against me. But it only lasts for like five, ten minutes. At Thank the Bonnaroo God. that we went to? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, thought everybody was against me. I don't understand, but that was a one, that was a one and done for with me. With me, you, and Rob? What would you do yes, with Yes, sir. I don't know. I puffed it. <laughs> Why did you know that that's what it was? We because that was the time it was all. I was on. It was all the rage. Okay. Cage. Yeah, I remember. I I bought fake psilocybin there. That was. Oh yeah. It was a real. This guy shows up with these big, 
These things are straight up cooking mushrooms. He goes, these are the Cubensies, <laughs> man. We go, I don't think they are, bro. They were not. No, the, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, there was something. I don't know what they were, but they were not anything legit. Aren't Cubensies the normal looking And ones? then I remember I, I tried to buy uh, LSD and, and the guy, I go, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. I go, if, I'm going to follow you around for a little bit. And if this shit's <laughs> fake, I'm going to lose it. So, um, but uh, I think, though. That Bonnaroo was that Bonnaroo was fun and terrible at the same time because it was like a hundred. If anybody doesn't know what Bonnaroo is, it's a music festival in Tennessee. I think it's in June usually, right? Yeah, it's in June. It's on a farm. So There's no shade. It's hotter than a mother. This would have been Bonnaroo 2004, and um, I had just gotten my uh, my new Nissan Pathfinder, and boy, did we tear this thing up! Oh yeah, but boy, did we love the air conditioning. <laughs> Um, so when we got there, it was like 110 degrees, like pure, like straight humidity, hundred percent humidity. And, um, the music was awesome. I mean, you can look up the, look up the lineup for Bonnaroo 2004. I mean, there was like Ween, Humphreys oh, we, McGee, uh, and we saw none of it. Dave Matthews and friends with Trey. <laughs> I think the dead played, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what yeah, a, there was some insane Bob Dylan, I think. Um, My Morning Jacket. There was a lot of yeah, there's bands that we didn't even listen to yet that were there that we eventually got into too. Oh yeah. Um, I wish I wish we weren't such a. I think String Cheese was there. Um, String Cheese incident. Uh, I'm trying to think, but uh, so anyways, so at. Bonnaroo, I, I definitely got some real stuff, but yeah, there was some bunk stuff too that really sucked. Um, but then I'm trying to think at it festival. Now that was it. That, that was amazing. That was probably one of the best times I've had uh, concert experience. Yeah, that was, uh, that's, well, that's documented. There is a fish DVD that shows it and boy, was that interesting. <laughs> It's hard, though, because, like, we were parked so far away. It literally would take us a half an hour to walk back and forth to the venue. So, like, you go back to your site, you miss stuff. It was a draining, mm-hmm. the drive, the waiting, the, the camping, oh, I the, forgot, the, though, the, the, the Bonnaroo. That, you're drained after that thing. Bonnaroo, not only was it 110, but then the next day it stormed, like, the worst storms. Like, there was, like, lightning. I remember lightning, like, severe lightning storms with, like, Steve Winwood ripping in the background oh yeah dude uh, dave burn trey there wasn't this was incredible yeah guster los lobos government mule steve winwood the dead black keys yeah there was a lot of good bands. north mississippi all-stars bob dylan wilco dave matthews and friends dude that's a nice lineup and dave matthews and friends was dave matthews with trey from fish and some other people um so yeah, that Bonnaroo was awesome. The music was awesome, but yeah, the the heat. I think we drank like two or three cases of water. That was it was insane the amount of heat that was. Well, after I went to that, I vowed never to go again. <laughs> and it and smells too bought... because all they have these like the running water for people to like rinse off and stuff, and it just smells like pure sulfur, rotten eggs everywhere. Right. Well, I was walking by these porta potties. There's shit that goes past the actual seat. I go, who, who's the guy that takes that dump? When the when the turds are up to the seat level, who goes and then shits in there more? So I went in. There was no. This is the end of the, the festival. There's no toilet paper in any uh, porta potty. I go in. 
And this is after I, I was like, I have to go. So I just used my shirt as toilet paper, <laughs> threw it down the hole. Of death. It's quite, it's crazy, but it's, uh, it's, it's quite the experience, man. Again, I, I vowed never to go again. My buddy bought me tickets cause there was a lot of people playing there. I think fish played there. So we wanted to go. It was the first time they did that. And, uh, my second experience was just as worse, just as bad as the first, man. And I'll never go back. <laughs> you actually saw a fish the second time too, didn't you? Yeah, but it was bad. It was bad, bad fish and bad. I was in a bad place. It was in my so life. bad. I, it was bad fish. The song from Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So back to it festival. So it festival. I went with different people. You went with Rob and Carly and some of those guys. And I went with like Devin, Patricus, Ryan, and uh, Minnie. Yeah, no no one knows who these people are, bro. Yeah. You said you go well, you went with some friends. But, you went to, with some friends. Yeah, but I'm trying to, to you know, s- explain it too because I'm remembering as I'm speaking. Um, so we stopped in upstate New York uh, the night before to camp, and that was really weird, dude. You know what this forest looked like in upstate New York? I think it was Rochester. This forest looked like in Mortal Kombat when Scorpion's in that forest and all the trees are, yeah. like, exactly uniform. And Great st- scene. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yep, 100%. I love That's that. That's exactly what this forest looked like in, in – you know, we might have mushed down a little bit that night too. Yeah, so it seems to be a, a, a central theme to your whole life here. Um, yeah, but nice. Bring it all back S- to mushrooms. Silly, silly little, uh, Yeah, man. I mean, we're gonna get into this more, and hopefully, people will start participating in this because it's it, it's tough though. Because obviously, we understand that it's hard to come out of your shell and and tell your story and get your experience out there again. If you want to be anonymous, we can always kind of you know you know Mister C or or Mary yeah, don't Yell, put your real you know, name. Like that. Don't, don't. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. But, yeah, man, everybody has these experiences, and it, it could be anything. It could be going for a run that changes your life. But, you know, tell us about these mystical experiences, if they involve psilocybin or any other psychedelic. We'll do both. A, if you just had, like, thing. a weird paranormal, mystical, even if it's, like, some crazy um, UFO, interesting UFO story, anything like that, UFO story, mm-hmm. paranormal psychedelic something where it'll be interesting you know an interesting thing to read for people to listen to your experience uh send us you know send it to our patreon again i'm going to set up a uh i'm going to set up a patreon tier for that after we get off here live but um and Beautiful. uh in terms of let's let's do just a couple more stories and then we'll do more parts we'll do like two or three parts to this because there's so many that we didn't even get to stories that i have oh yeah yeah um so it festival i have a few just from that alone um so it festival was this festival in the like the far corner of maine up by where new brunswick is like limestone there used to be this like old air force base and our favorite band fish uh put on this festival i think like 70 80,000 people were there something like that um Mm -hmm. And you camp. So when we got there, we were early. So they put us in like a holding tank the night before where it's just everybody parked and you sleep in your car or whatever. Um, And that night, this dude gave me and my buddy these little treats. And um, we took them. And he he said that they were um, psilocybin and we ate them. And then when I took it, it felt completely different. Um, It actually... I'm trying to think what it felt. It felt like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it, like the visuals were v- vastly more like drip 
dripping like it like a dripping effect so then my buddy goes back and asks him again like what what was you know that still like we tell us what it is and he was like oh that might have been mescaline so yeah that's the problem you don't really know so again idiot you know high school uh i i think it was mescaline because it was completely different than any it was it was enjoyable i'm not gonna lie um mm-hmm. i like the visuals i like the feeling um very melty kind of um but again who knows with you know but um so that was the first night in the holding tank and then you know the next day we get set up and everything and I, you know the shake down there we're talking you know sick glass blowers from venice blowing the sickest bongs you've ever seen in your life people selling ash and mushrooms and acid and anything you want i remember buying this little cluster of mushrooms that looked like you know like the the magic kingdom castle from disney that's this little family of mushrooms looked exactly like that remember i think yeah, I, it was an it was an adult playground out i think there. i brought i think i brought that on the trip the hogar trip when we we chowed down but uh it chiseled me off so the the it festival was very different than the bonnaroo the fish fans are far more enjoyable they know their music they're very intelligent and they don't do bunk stuff i mean i'm sure that happens here and there but i mean you're generalizing massively but the thing with bonnaroo is there's so much different types of music where you get you got your rockers your punk your reggae, your older hippies they're all coming together that's that's actually one of the pluses about it is you can get such a uh, that, like when I saw Fish, it was uh, I saw Erica Badu and then Snoop Dogg played, and then Fish was after them. So it was like a nice. Well, it was a lot of different. Well, that's types what of that's what I there. like about Bonnaroo too is like the mix up of music. It's not just jam band. I mean, I don't get me wrong, jam bands is my favorite, but I want to hear a little hip hop. I want to hear a little acid jazz. Yeah, I cool. want to hear a little of this, a little of that. So I think that um, that's the cool thing about Bonnaroo. But I think that the scene is far more commercialized for Bonnaroo, you know, like it's more Mm. a pop culture type of a thing than as opposed to like fish where it's very small. It's like a more tight knit community, if that makes sense. Oh, it's controlled. Like you, they're, they're police squads. It's, you can't do anything. They search you. It's, it's brutal. Well, I think the only thing they really, they were searching for at it festival. I know they were looking for like stowaway people trying to sneak in and Uh and nitrous tanks. I think those were the only two things that they were looking for. Um, so when we got into this, so the, we're in the festival now, um, you know, I'm buying Belgium hash, I'm walking around, <laughs> and, you know, we got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I'm buying some That's t-shirts, you know, I'm buying a poster, the... you know, yeah. uh, you know, sick artwork. I mean, it's, it's literally, it's, it's like this long stretch of, of runways with just all this, like, uh, it's like a market kind of, um, and then the other part of the the festival there was like rides too there was like carnival rides there was like food trucks i mean there was a lot of stuff there i mean you think 70 80,000 people there's got to be a lot of infrastructure there so yeah this is a small town um so the main thing from that there's two trip reports from that that um one of them was i ate psilocybin and took lsd and beautiful I remember standing in front of the stage during David Bowie, which is one of their songs and the lights that they had, these like floodlights on the side, everything just turned into like these portals. And I was just like, like, like all these things just looked like different, like looking into a portal into a different dimension. So I found that was interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what else I was alone, which, you know, we had 
all of our friends there and you guys and everything. But uh, I remember being, I felt being like being alone the whole time. I felt like I was alone that whole weekend somehow. I think everybody mm. just kind of did their own thing. Except for the first day. The first day, I remember we all watched the first set together. And then yeah, everybody just awesome. kind of did their own thing. Um, and then the second thing was uh, I took a bunch of LSD and watched. Uh, I was walking around. And this was late. It was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. A lot of people were sleeping. And there was all of a sudden I see these lights and music playing. There was like the control tower, like the air traffic control tower. Fish was playing a set up in the air traffic control tower. And there was these like... Cirque du Soleil people like like descending off the sides of the building doing these like air dances and stuff like that hanging off of it and I thought to myself is this a hallucination or is this real and I walked back to the campsite and I woke a couple people up I'm like this thing's going on over here is just I want to and on the way back I saw a skateboarding dog too I go I'm really (laughs) and that that was real too there was a skateboarding bulldog I don't know where this did he talk to you no but this is no I know there actually was a dog on the board (laughs) I mean everything you saw was real so none of this was a hallucination that's the thing but in the moment I had because I I hadn't done I think that was first few times I've ever taken LSD so it's not like I was so well versed in it that I knew exactly what to expect so I remember seeing that and, and waking them up and like nobody believed me at first and I think I got uh, Patricus to come check it out and, and uh, <laughs> lo and behold this thing was going down yeah Did I missed you- the whole thing I didn't get to see it till it came out on DVD it's awesome it's a good trippy it's my kind of music where it's a real meandering uh, ambiance type of type of tune you know there's no real yeah they played 46 days for 46 minutes <laughs> that was a uh, less of the desirable part but they had no, a that dude go back and listen to that jam it's sick and there's like a helicopter there sounds like a helicopter in the middle it's pretty sick well there was a song called ghost that was the biggest glow stick war ever recorded yeah that's we cool. part so of that so here at a fish show a lot of times you'll see these people just break all the well, people selling glow sticks they'll just break them all and start throwing all of them up, and like everybody starts throwing them around, and then also well, they get a bunch of the really little small ones. Like they'll get hundreds of these little ones, and then they just flick them, and then all hell breaks loose. But that I remember, I had uh, caffeine pills were legal down or in I think in Maine, and then I bought some caffeine pills. What I, those like see, stinger was, threes? No, I, yeah, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but uh, get a massive no, no, boner like, today. They were like real caffeine from I don't know I don't know I'm sure they saw all that shit all kinds of places but uh I was still a little bit uh, weirded out by my prior experiences tripping when I was real young so I, I wasn't that crazy I, I puffed a little herb on that trip and I remember taking those uh those caffeine pills and thinking I'm getting crazy <laughs> um yeah I think uh, both Bonnaroo so Bonnaroo in um, it festival those were like a summer apart, right? If I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. One was at the end of senior year, and then the the next one was after the first year of college, I think maybe. Yeah, because it was after fish uh, stopped and Trey started his other projects. Yeah, so, um, and that's how, dude. So here's the thing: like all my early trip report, you know, from like the early days. I figured yeah. all the timelines out from mute from our concerts and all the music that we went to. So like I figured out like when you know when did you think we went to Oysterhead, which was that was really early on. Yeah, that was 
junior year. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough because our, me and Mike had the same buddy and uh, his mom worked for a radio station. She would get tickets all the time and she would never use them. So we went to like 20 shows a year almost. Probably more than that because I was thinking, well, what about all the dark? Oh, 20 shows is a lot that, of shows. Bro. That's the one time I felt like a badass in high school. We went to a Dark Star Orchestra show, which Dark Star Orchestra is a cover band of Grateful Dead music. And they're pretty good. Um, they're the best. Well, yeah, the original members that we saw that they they had, I mean, I haven't seen them in years, so I can't really speak to what they're doing now, but a long time ago in the early 2000s, they were really good. The um, We were at, I think it was the Royal Oak Music Theater, and I was smoking out of like a little pipe, and I was hitting it, and this lady come up, came up to me and goes, sir, you're going to have to give me that, and she grabbed it, and I, I looked at her, I go, grabbed it right back, walked down the aisle, and continued doing what I was doing, and she walked away. I felt like a badass. And on that note, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, took his power back. And, uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about, folks. No, I just I felt like concerts are weird, right? Because I mean, everybody wants to smoke pot for the most part. If you're into this kind of music, it's different now. It's so much different. Yeah, now. I mean, it's, now it's legal in a lot of places. So it's everybody not, has these vape pens there. It's, it's vape just pens, a, they're way more concealed. You know, like there's a lot of things that are different than back in the day you know yeah um but yeah I, I felt like i felt like i got real ballsy that night and then um because that could have gone real wrong real quick um mm-hmm. but yeah I've that's been how i out of shows before that's how i figured everything out what we saw we saw like galactic we saw gray boy all stars all stars um I have a bunch of the ticket stubs too. My buddy's actually making me a table with all the stubs nice, in, the, in the glass. It's gonna I, be, I can't it's stop watching those my... those videos on Facebook where they make those tables. Do you watch those? Oh, really? No, I haven't seen any it's of that. It's like the table you have, but they put like some sort of polymer or plastic in the middle. Like They, they yeah, take the yeah. two pieces of wood and instead of you know your table, how there's a piece of glass. Right, Instead, right. they put like layers of plastic in there and then right, yeah, yeah. sand it down. I don't know why I get I'm so mesmerized by these things. It's like guilty when they pour pleasure. the goo in. Yeah, nice. Can't get enough of it. There's Sandy. Hey, girl. Sandy's in France or Italy or something right now. She was well, posting like... pics. Nice. Um. But yeah. But yeah, man. Good stories and stuff. And uh, let's make this a once a month thing at the very least. So this will be part one, though. We're gonna continue this. Okay. Um, Beautiful. I, I don't know when we'll do part two. I've got some things coming up here that I need to take care of. And uh, so we're going to try and record some episodes too because Maurice is going on a trip in a few weeks as well. And I'm in the process of moving and we got a lot of stuff going on. So I, we're going to probably pre-record some stuff. Um, you know, We're going to continue doing episodes for the next week and a half or so and then probably have some pre-recorded stuff to put up when you and I are going to be... Uh, Oh, she's in Paris. Yeah, I'm actually going back to Port Austin next week for a couple of days. I might try and kayak out to this uh, turnip rock and make a little video of that. Listen, maybe I'll micro. If you make one of those, if you make one more of those videos, dude, I'm gonna lose it. Um, yeah. no, that turnip rock thing. I think I saw that picture. That looks sick. Is it the one where like the bottom's really skinny and then it's like yeah. different colors and it gets. Yeah, mm-hmm. that looks sick. We'll see what it looks like in the middle of the day. I'm sure those people are out there. And you're going to bring your perfect DSLR out there? Uh, no, I'm getting a new action cam. I was going to say, because if that thing gets wet, you're screwed. The DJI Osmo. 
But yeah, folks, if you guys have any uh, adventure ideas for Maurice, you know, leave leave a comment b- below. Make sure you guys hit that like button. And uh, I told you a good we'll- one. I think people on this this channel would like is if you went to the the petroglyphs in Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That place isn't even that far away. Old Port Sanilac. That's definitely going to be on my list of stuff to do. And that's in Saginaw Bay, which there's speculation that that might have been some sort of impact point for the younger Dryas. For sure. That's what you should get. You should get your drone out there and get some overhead shots kicking. I've had that drone for three weeks. I haven't flown it once. <laughs> do you have to get like clearance to like fly places, no. or can you just do it? Not the one that I have because uh, the way like it's based on weight. It's okay. the mini, and that's why it's such a badass thing. Like it doesn't have the best camera as the as the bigger ones, but you don't need uh, to register it or anything. Yeah. We're taking it when we go backpacking. So I mean, again, if if anything else. We're gonna be doing some micros in uh, up in these up in these mountains in Colorado, Marin or Maroon Bells. So we'll have some some of those videos coming out probably you know in late September if anything else. But yeah, those petroglyphs are a good idea, and there's a lot of cool shit in Michigan. There's the underwater Stonehenge too, and Travers. Uh, I think oh, is it Sutton's Bay? And I think that there's supposedly they think a. Uh, a uh, wet mastodon or woolly mammoth carved into this rock that's like underwater. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Maurice is going scuba diving. That's how we're going to make our break, baby. This guy finds a dinosaur. No, that was one of my initial you know, projects I wanted to do was like ancient Michigan or ancient, you know, North America up near where we're from, you know. Well, there's all kinds of stuff like around the Detroit area. There was a lot of indigenous people there, and uh, well, but that, that's what we want to do. That maybe that windmill point one we can do. Yeah. Something on that, and then yeah, there is a lot of stuff. I don't know. Maybe there's something. I was thinking even more ancient though, like near like the Ice Age though. I, I don't. Those petroglyphs are not that old there, so. Um. Lots of stuff in the pipeline, folks. Again, leave us your comments. Okay, if, so if you one more to time, make... we're I'm gonna after we get off here, I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to go on to our Patreon and create new tiers, $5 tier, send us your trip report, mystical experience, paranormal experience, or UFO sighting, and we will read it on the air and, uh, we'll get a $10 tier once Maurice gets these shirts made and we're going to do a 50 and I don't even care because we haven't really monetized this thing up until this point. So if for $50, Maurice will make you a clip and try and recreate your experience that you describe in your trip report, in your UFO sighting, in your mystical experience, whatever it is, for $50, you will try and recreate it. So we'll see if we get any of those. I have a feeling we might not, but... <laughs> hey, man, you put it out in the universe, and if it, you'll see what happens. Um, so that's Anything it. else? Yeah, Anything so else? check out Indra's Web dot org sign up you will it's our app that we created you will get an alert once it goes live here in a few weeks um we've been playing around on there as long you know as well as some of the other you know close friends of the show and uh it's looking good i like the vibe i like the information that's being shared around on there so look out for that you'll get an alert once it goes live subscribe to our channel check out mindescapepodcast.com we have all the links to everything on there. And uh, again, patreon.com slash mind escape podcast, $2 a month. You'll get our exclusive, you know, segments and episodes, uh, $5. 
We'll get you the, you know, send us your trip report on Patreon, trip report, paranormal experience, UFO experience, mystical experience, and then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, also, I, I know Sandy keeps mentioning this. Maybe we will try and do something on our Discord, uh, like a Discord episode once in a while. Um, so I'll look into that as well. And uh, that's it. Anything Beautiful. Else? Nope, that's it, my man. We'll talk to the uh, you guys next time. All right. Well, you guys stay safe out there. We love you all and uh, peace. Cheers. Cheers.